There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode 9 of season 3 of Winona Earp. It's almost over, Steve. I know. I'm depressed. And what a horrible Groundhog Day. Oh my god. That's like a whole thing. All right. Well, before we jump into that and deal with the tears and stress, let's talk about ratings. All right. Episode 9 brought in a 0.13 in adults 18 to 49, which was up with 0.490 million viewers, making it the 99th overall cable show. These numbers are too confusing. Yes. Now, we did get some live plus seven for episode seven. It tied for first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.1 to a 0.3 for an increase of 200%. And it was 25th in viewers percentage gain, going from 0.502 to 0.894 million viewers for an increase of 78%. One day I'll learn these numbers. (laughs) (laughs) So we almost got to... 900,000 viewers in the live plus seven. So that makes me very happy. These episodes have been crazy. And it just seems like, I mean, there's a whole con that popped up from Winona Earp. You think these numbers would be way higher. Right. Okay. Well, I don't know. Let's jump into episode nine, shall we? All right. Episode nine, undo it. History keeps repeating itself when Winona has to make an impossible choice. Waverly and Nicole visit a jeweler, and a familiar face returns to purgatory. We can say that. Yeah, and <laughs> it was not one that I was expecting. <laughs> no, no, it was kind of like, what? All right, so let's start with the beginning. And and I'm going to jump for a second. Just the opening scene, we had, for multiple people, what seemed like some crazy adult time happening. Yeah. And then when we pull back both scenes, we find out we were way wrong. Yeah. (laughs) So one of those scenes, it turns out it was Waverly and Nicole trying to get Bullshar's ring off her finger. I mean, I was like, holy crap. When you hear, do you need more lube? It's like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) what are we starting with? Okay. Jeez, talk about like no foreplay, but just jumping in. (laughs) And it turns out the ring is not going anywhere. No. It's weird. And of course, we get that either the ring shrank or your finger chubbed up. And Waverly looked like she was about to kill Nicole with that look. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the ring. It was the ring. So, of course, Waverly is like, listen, go into the barn and into Winona's B&E case. I mean, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, there's bolt cutters. Just go find them. So I'm thinking, all right. Big bolt cutters on a ring. It's going to be really dangerous because your finger. Yeah. So at least 
when there was some weird stuff happening in the barn, Nicole did not go in there, thankfully. Yeah. She decides to take Waverly to a jeweler to get the ring removed or bring a jeweler to her, however that worked out. Right. It's very interesting how they do that because actually my mother-in-law had to have her ring cut off and it wasn't that intense. (laughs) Obviously, this was. This was crazy intense because, like she said, it looked almost like a little can opener where they squeezed it under and then cut and she had to have it resized. But this was like a little saw blade going and I was waiting for it to nick her hand and her just to like yell. But it wasn't happening. And was that jeweler just a little creepy? Oh, absolutely. He was creepy. Yeah, I already have a All right, Nicole, where did you come up with this guy? Yeah, I mean, he was like really into the ring and he's like, I have a buyer already. It's like, how do you have a buyer? You didn't even know what was happening. Right. I'm creeped out. You need to go somewhere. I don't know. He was just giving off that vibe. And later we find out why. Yeah. Well, they're not able to get the ring off. So what are they going to do? I guess they're just going to keep, I don't know, trying. It just sounds weird. It's like, I don't know if she's giving up, if she's going to hold on to it. Because when they end up, at Mercedes place where we're thinking big nose Kate is right. So can't big nose Kate it just seems weird calling her that. Yeah. Anyway, we find out that Kate's not there, but Mercedes is actually there. Well, this is a surprise. Yeah. Big surprise. Last we seen her, she was in the hospital with bandages. Yeah. And no face. Right. And now she's got a face. It's a little scarred up. We've got some stitches and, some really bad bandages holding it on. Right. It reminded me of like those old cartoons when somebody had a bad tooth and they put a bandage on her face, like tied it around. (laughs) That's what it looked like. Yeah. Like, what is with that? And she's, of course, explaining that she has tried everything and been all around the world and trying some underground stuff too. Right. But she needs to get into the safe that her brother has decided, had decided to change the combination to. It's not even a safe. It was like a lockbox. Right. Really, she needed bolt cutters and she'd have been fine. Right. Yeah, that was something you could use Winona's bolt cutters for. Right. But Nicole ends up shooting it open after making every promise that they never tell that she wasted a bullet on this. Right. And there's wads of cash, which just make me think, what the hell are you really up to? Like, I thought you guys were set. And this is weird. This is very... Like underhanded stuff if you just have wads of cash. Right. I don't know. I mean, wasn't her family pretty much loaded? Yeah. So what did she do? I mean, I didn't think her brother ran through all the money when they were unavailable. Uh, He was trying to, but apparently she did think about trying to stash some. But of course, her brother must have stashed it because he changed the combination on the lock. Yeah. I don't know. This is weird. Yeah. It just had a weird feel because. It didn't make sense to me, but I don't know. I guess people know weird shit's happening. It's like, all right, let's do stuff out of the ordinary because maybe the banks won't be available. Yeah. Well, as they sit down and talk about the wads of cash for about two seconds, Waverly does happen to say to Mercedes, oh, you're always beautiful and touched her face. But what happens? We don't know because it's like the next scene we have Waverly ending up touching the face of the crazy demon that comes in who happened to be the jeweler right who ended up being a revenant screaming how he needs to pay fealty to bullshar and he needs the ring and he's going to cut off her finger 
It's like, uh, guys, this is bad, okay? Yeah. Because we've seen the finger can get cut off, but no, Waverly's alive. What if the ring wouldn't even let you cut off her finger? That's very possible. We don't know anything about this ring. Except that, like I said, Waverly ended up using it unassumingly. Well, she doesn't know how to do it. I guess not unassumingly. No. She just happened to use it. Because she screamed and touched the Revenant's face and he burnt to a crisp. And I loved it because everyone's like, ah, what now? Don't touch anybody with that ring. Yeah. Mercedes' <laughs> hands are an oven mitt. Hey, you know what? It worked out. Yeah. It was weird, but yeah, you don't want to touch anybody by accident. What if she did that to Nicole? Oh right. my God, she would be devastated. Yep. Well, hey, whatever keeps the ring on her finger, I guess, for now and... Her finger attached to her hand is what we need to happen. Right. But if we skip to the end, we see, well, not the end, end-ish. Mercedes takes off the bandages and her face is completely healed. Right. It's like, hold on a second. And she instantly knows that it's because of Waverly. How is that possible? (laughs) How does she know this when nobody else knows what the heck is happening? Well, she was possessed by one of Bolshar's wives, so I kind of think that's probably why she knows so much. Well, she wasn't possessed. They just took her face. Well, that's true, but... Somehow, like, she knew what was happening, though? That's the only thing I can come up with. That was weird. Yeah, it really was. Oh, let's, let's jump to the forest, shall we? Because that's all sorts of creepy. Yeah. Well, we have Jeremy, who ends up calling Waverly, who was not dealing with a really good time, but he had an emergency. So, of course, Waverly and Nicole are going to go show up. And we start seeing these weird, overgrown mounds of tree root. And how are we figuring out that they're communicating? Somehow, it's like they all get pieced together because of Robin. And it's like they're going back and forth that the trees are telling Bolshar what's going on. Right. And when we see somebody trapped inside, because you see a hand, it's like all because of something Robin said, they are piecing everything together. Right. Slowly. And it turns out we have Bobo in one of these weird mounds. So what's happening? Because his eyes are all like glazed over. They end up pulling Bobo out and he's talking to them, although very crazily. Yes. And we find out that Bolshar has Winona and Doc, and Bolshar is going to trap everybody. So we know Bolshar wants to get into the garden. Right. Does that mean he wants to put everybody into these weird tree root, like, memory things, or what? Like, Why not? I don't, Good way to I punish mean, I, people. Put them in a living hell. Oh. See, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because they would have to relive things over and over. Because we have no idea how long he's had Bobo. No. I mean, and he all does we know is say. Mama let Bobo out, and the next time we see him, he's in one of these. Yeah, he could have got him right away. Yeah. And he does say he's been in there forever, and he lost hope. Right. It's like, oh, okay, so where are the rest of them, and can you actually help? Are you sane? Because Waverly ended up, like, she kept the mitt, the oven mitt on most of the episode. Right. But every so often, suddenly the mitt wasn't on. It's like, oh my God, she almost touches Bobo. Is she going to touch him and wake him up? Is she going to fry him? What's it going to do? 
But they do end up leaving Bobo, which I feel like is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But he does search. notice the ring. Oh, right. Because he says it's her father's ring. Yes. And you go, oh, that see, makes like, a little more sense now. See, at first when he says that, I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, that means Bolshar's her father? Hold on. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like. Oh my God, he totally tricked Mama Earp and everything. And um, and like nothing is exactly falling into place. I'm, of course, thinking something horrible <laughs> because at this yeah. point, you guys probably know I am not the most optimistic person. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, immediately, if Bullshar had the ring and it's her father's ring, that's where I went. Now you're thinking something completely different. Right. I'm thinking that that was julian's ring at one time and that's probably why the garden of eden is there being hidden is because of the ring and yeah whoever owns the ring has got the power oh now somehow bolshar got it for well from whoever had it before julian probably but we'll see i think that this is going to be a weapon for good instead of evil Okay. When Bolshar had it, he was using it for evil, but its true power is for good if it's worn by the right person. Oh, okay. This, I can yeah, see. this may be the way that our gang stops Bolshar for getting into the garden, even though he's got Peacemaker, as this ring may be able to stop him. I have another theory, but. <laughs> okay. Not about the ring. I'm just, I'm wondering how we're going to flesh it all out so i'm gonna wait to see what the next episode and and decide if right. i'm even kind of close <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's go to the worst ever groundhog day yeah uh, so we have the scene like i talked about at the beginning where it seemed like winona and doc made up they made up very well yeah <laughs> <laughs> but turns out that wasn't the case because remember that white dust last episode? Yeah. Apparently, it put them into some kind of, I don't know, trance where they're thinking that they're together right. and doing <laughs> adult time. But that's not the case. Yeah. And the next thing we know, we see them walking and Doc has got a coffee mug. I'm like, what? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> You're walking in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. What is happening? Right. And thankfully, Peacemaker did what it did when, oh, the, the guy who screwed with time. I forgot the, the bad right. guy's name. Yeah. When he like messed with them and kind of shocked Winona and it ends up waking her up. Yes. And she turns around and she sees all the weird beekeeper guys and Bullshard. He's like, oh, this would have been so much easier. And then he takes a bigger group of it, of that dust. And blows it at her, and okay, I guess they're back to being weird. So I don't know if he was trying to keep her in like a happy memory or moment, and then instead of what we got, like if she'd have stayed in that happy time with Doc, if it would have been some kind of like weird coercion to get Peacemaker, right? Instead of this torture repeatedly, yeah. Like, do you think if she never woke up, he would have kept them like in the happy moments? Oh, no, there's no way that they've been reliving adult time over and over and over again. No, he don't work that way. (laughs) 
Though, of course, he might have thought that, yeah, maybe that might have been one way to try to coerce her into giving up Peacemaker is by being happy. But yeah. Because Peacemaker said, no, Winona, you don't get this, and shocks her, then, yeah, I guess he figures, well, I got to try the other way. Let's make her miserable as hell. Oh, that's going to be sad, because this was rough. Yeah. Because Winona wakes up in Shorty's basement. And she goes, and this is what was weird, because she goes up the stairs to open the door and ends up coming downstairs from the upstairs of Shorty's bar. Right. And I'm like, hold on a second. Right there, she should have been like, hold on, this doesn't make sense. this isn't, doesn't make any sense at all. And then next thing you know, arrow in the chest. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. And she wakes up again. And so we're like, okay, right there, we all know this is Bolshar messing with her. Yes. But then we see a projection of Doc. It's only like his eyes. Right. He's like, well, was it on a crate the first time, I think. Yes. And he's talking to her and he's like, I'm trapped. I can't move. And so she's trying to look for him. And this keeps happening. Like she goes up the stairs and comes down the stairs and something happens. And every time she comes back now, Doc seems to be in a different place, projected downstairs. And, and she's like, this doesn't make sense. What is happening? And finally she goes, oh, it's like a video game. It's like Donkey Kong. Right. I got this. I can level up. And he's like, be careful what you do. Don't be rash. And there was, oh my gosh, what was it? An arrow, poison, acid. The floor was lava, basically. Right. I'm like trying to remember everything that happened. And it just, all this weird stuff kept happening. So I was like, why Nona? How many times have you done that? And she starts writing in chalk. Right. And I'm like, this is not going to be good. Do not show me like hundreds of these marks. Right. <laughs> yeah, waiting to see the the Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Done yes. this two hundred thousand times. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> but finally, when she does run, when she figured out it's like a game, when she opens the door, next thing you know, she's in the house at the homestead. It's like, hold on, this is really weird, and maybe I have leveled up. Right. But has she? Or has he just moved the playing field? Yeah, he just moved the playing field a little bit. Ah, yes, because we do see Bolshar staring at her and at Doc, who are both in mounds of, like, tree roots. Right. Now he's like, oh, you're going to watch as I enter the garden and the world burns. Yeah. And he thinks he's just so freaking hilarious. Yeah. He does not think he can be defeated at this point. So right. I think that may be uh, something that we can use to our advantage oh i hope so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but really i'm thinking okay you got them trapped in this in this weird hell basically how are they watching anything right they're not gonna watch you they're not gonna see anything because they're in the weird trance unless you're gonna wake them up and then if you wake them up they're gonna find a way to stop you yeah so this isn't gonna work dude but let's go back we find Winona trying to figure out where she is. She's in the house walking around and Doc suddenly hears something. He's like, do that again. And she's walking and like stomping her feet. So we find out that Doc is beneath the floorboards and dirt is what's falling on him and he's being buried alive. So I'm thinking, why aren't you just going underneath to get him out of because it's like a crawl space, right? You would think it sure seemed that way. But she goes to the barn to get a crowbar instead. And guess what? We find where Bobo was. So that's where Bobo is before he is being released by Waverly and crew. Right. 
so they're fighting. How long have they done this? How often has this happened? <laughs> because she shoots him with Peacemaker. And apparently, because we get to see a moment, it like rewinds and it's constantly happening where she's fighting with Bobo. Oh, Even yeah. if she doesn't take Peacemaker, they end up fighting and killing each other. And it's just happening over and over. And Doc is like, please, Winona, please. And you see like the dirt covering him. It's like, holy crap. Right. You just. This is getting painful. A little bit of his nose and his eyes are about the only thing that hasn't been covered up. And you kind of go, oh, this might not end well. (laughs) Oh. And then when he's like, if I can ask you to do it one more time, I'll understand if you don't think. I'm worthy. And I, at this point, I'm like, but Doc, you are worthy. <laughs> and of course, Wynonna's pretty much the same way as me, because she's like, it'd be so much easier if you weren't. I was like, oh, God. Emily, why? You're just twisting that knife in us this, yes. this season. <laughs> I, I can't. You're killing me. <sighs> but she goes out one more time, and she's like, all right. I got to find a way to talk to Bobo and not kill him. Otherwise, this all starts again. Yeah. And Bobo's not there. I love it because she's like, what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) How did this happen? Think about Uh, it. Your sister probably did something. I know. It's like she's not thinking about anybody except what's happening right now because it's happening over and over and over. Right. And Bolshar shows up and just... Lays Makes it, it more confusing. On worse. Oh my gosh. The whole thing with Bullshar. I was so ticked. And yeah, there's just a door right there, which of course I felt very channel zero there. Uh, yes, another one. I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't go in that door. You don't know where it's going. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And Wynona shoots him and nothing happens. And of course he's like, ha ha ha. That only works on what I created, not on me. And I'm thinking, all right. Winona, you know you're in this weird thing where everything's going to just keep repeating. Right. So you can't kill him in this dream realm. That doesn't mean you can't kill him. Right. But of course, it makes it real difficult as he's gloating and just constantly is like, well, if you just give me the gun, everything will be okay. And everyone will live. It's like they're not going to live happily ever after. You're killing everybody. Exactly. (laughs) They're going to be slaves. Right. They'll live, but they'll be slaves. Right. And he's like, oh, just don't worry. I'll make it okay. It's like, oh, God, no. But I think it was worse because right before this, we find out that Bullshar had tried to recruit Doc. Right. And did he officially say he resisted? I don't think so. Yeah. I was like, I still was kind of up in the air if he officially had said no. We never saw any of that conversation after Bolshar offered it to him. And yeah, I feel like when he told Winona, he didn't say that he resisted. Right. He just told them what told her what the offer was. And I'm like, okay, I still don't know. But it gets worse outside because. She goes inside. She does get Doc out from the floorboards. They're they're relieved. They go outside and Bullshare is not there. Okay, this is too easy, obviously, because suddenly Bullshare is there and he's like, "Oh, you won!" Yeah, right. <laughs> what? No, you're lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Doc just kind of seemed like this can't be real. 
And thankfully, he was thinking the same way because I don't know. I felt like Winona really believed that they won. Like all they had to do was be together and they won. Right. And that's because we don't know how long she's done this over and over and over. Yeah. And the next thing we know, they're back in the bar. And it's like, wait a second. What? No, we didn't win because we hear Nicole and you open the door and we're back in the in Shorty's bar. Right. So at this point, you just know, like the fans know, obviously she didn't win. We don't know how long this is supposed to have been happening. Could have been for all we know, like 100 years. This is right. going on. <laughs> but it was the, it's the whole carrot and stick. Right. I'll let you believe it so I can take this away. And break you. Yes. And this whole time that we have Waverly and gang outside trying to find them, Waverly believing with every ounce of her being that Winona will not break. And you have this happening. Right. And finally, this last one, we're assuming it's the last one, when she's crying and she goes up the stairs, opens the door, and she's coming out of the homestead. Right. Which, okay, that was weird. And she knows something changed. And, and there's Bullshar. And Bullshar's like, you can't kill me and I can keep this going forever. And as she's like ready to be Winona and give some snarky remark, she turns and she sees the two graves. Right. And I think that was finally the last thing she could handle. Right. Because she's going to keep fighting. But no matter what, when Waverly has something happen to her, that's what's going to break her. And I think she knows that even above Doc. Right. Absolutely. And she looks at Bolcher and he's like, you made me dig these graves, didn't you? And he laughs, which is just perfect psychotic behavior. Right. And makes it even that more crushing on Winona. And I think she would have still been able to handle it because she goes, it doesn't matter because if I'm in here fighting you, you're not getting what you want. And she's okay. And I think she's going to handle it until. Right. This is what got me. Because outside we have Jeremy and Waverly and Nicole running past. They see the stairs. And he's like, you guys see this, right? We find out these have got to be the stairs to the garden. Right. And Nicole almost starts climbing up. Yeah. Like, oh, God, what's going to happen? But the gang finds Doc and Winona. They pull Doc out. And Waverly's screaming Winona's name as she's trying to pull her out. And I don't know if you caught it right away, but the oven mitt's off her hand. Right. And so, like, she's reaching for Winona. And right there, I thought that was going to wake her up and everything was going to be cool. Right. But the screaming of Winona's name is what... Winona is used against her. Yes. And that I think is ultimately more than any of it what finally broke her. Yep. Absolutely. Because they're trying to save her, she breaks. And you go, no. Right. right. And what's worse is we don't see it. Right. Because I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Because <laughs> you hear the screams and she's crying. And I'm like, come on, Winona, you know, you got this. You can handle this, but the way the screams change to right. Bullshar changed that just now, very much like Hunger Games when they had the Mocking Jays, right? In the last, the last one, second to last, last one, one, where you hear them screaming their name, and it's like, oh my god, how long can you handle that before you completely lose it? Right. It's not I'm coming to save you, Tone. It's I'm dying, and why did you let this happen to me? 
Yes. You just go, oh, man, no. Yeah. And then Doc wakes up first. And I was hoping that he was going to wake up and kind of like grab and like shake Winona or something and sit, yell her name like, don't do it. Right. But he wakes up and he's like, what's it? What did he scream exactly? Like, don't give up Peacemaker or something along those lines. Right. And next thing you know, she wakes up and looks at Waverly. Like, she wasn't startled awake. It's like she just blinked and she's awake. Yeah. And Peacemaker's not on her hip. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was so hard watching that because, like, she had to look at all of their faces and be like, he promised to let you all live. But at the same time, the only people that know what has happened were Doc and Bobo, because they're the only two that have been in the same situation. Right. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. And later when Winona and Waves are at the homestead and she's telling Waverly what happened at Bullshark Beater, Waverly's like, we are the only ones that can take him down. The odds of anyone else winning are nil. We got this. Yeah. But by the way, the ring is stuck to my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What? And Waverly's trying really hard to be optimistic. She's like, we'll take the fight to him. We'll wait at the stairs and block him. We'll do what we have to. And Winona's like, what stairs are you talking about? So this was weird because Winona's like, maybe only the righteous can see it. But I'm like, all right, who do we know has seen it so far? Waverly, Nicole. Robin and Jeremy. Yeah, okay. Doc never seen the stairs. No, Doc never saw the stairs. But he was freaked out when they talked about them. Right. So only four people have seen the stairs. Bullshar wants the stairs. Yeah. What does this mean? And Robin is still slightly connected to Bullshar. Yeah. Or at least in the communication pipeline. Yes. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what this means. No. The I, fact like that we're I coming said, up it, on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, to me, it really looks like it's going to come down to Waverly in the ring. Unless they can find some other way. Something I mean, that we you know, don't know about yet. That, I still, I don't know. What if Waverly's dad comes back? Right. That would be something that surely would help. This is so strange. And why can only some people see the stairs? Right. Oh, my gosh. I See, I was just thinking, why Nona didn't see him? Because, well, she's a little traumatized right now. Right. It's I hard not to. <laughs> right. It's weird. Because we don't know if. Like, Bobo has seen it, because he's been out in the woods. So, maybe we'll find out next episode. Maybe we won't. Yeah. We only got three episodes left. Somebody's got to tell me something. Uh, Yeah, you better, Emily. Oh, God. This was rough, though. This really was. And just I saw a tweet on her saying that, you ain't seen nothing yet. Just wait till the finale. And you're going, oh, my. Are you going to do a uh, Dark Matter season (laughs) finale on us? Do we all need to have like a box of tissue next to us so when yeah, we're right. sobbing? I highly recommend you get your whiskey ready, your <laughs> bourbon, whatever, because I have a feeling the last three episodes are going to be something else. Yeah, absolutely. They are going to be insane. Hey, Steve, did we get any feedback on this episode of Winona Earp? We sure did. Once again, Fred has come through for us and provided some great feedback, so let's take a listen. Hello, Fangirl Zone podcasters. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Winona Earp, Season 3, Episode 9. 
First topic I want to address is something from the last podcast. And you were talking about the role of Kate and her coming back in season four. Listen to yourself. Hopefully things will change in the future and we can see Kate working with the Scooby gang. That would be totally awesome, but not thinking it's going to happen. Yeah, I have to agree with you. But yes, I do like their interactions. And yeah, we'll see how it goes from here on. Well, I can tell you something from Urpapalooza. I was doing a photo shoot with Emily Andrus, amongst others. But one of the things I did is compliment her on the fact that she took Chantal Riley on the cast of Winona Earp. And when I shortly saw her later, actually in an elevator, we were talking about Chantal again. And when she walked away, she said, we will see her back. So I have some inside information that in season four we will have Kate back and perhaps she will be on the Scooby gang. First topic I want to touch upon is how is Waverly able to burn the face of that revenant called Derek? He is a jeweler dealing with jewels and also supplying Mercedes with her jewels. But why can Waverly burn his face? Is this actually like holy water because she is an angel or half an angel? And perhaps she always had these powers, but the ring makes her able to let these powers come out. So that's my thought, why she could do this. One other thing is, in about two-thirds of the episode, Bobo says, Oh, you found your father's ring. And then he said, Oh, it found you. So would this mean that the creep of Bullshire is Waverly's father? Yucky. But some people said he is a fallen angel. So... Is he Julian? Well, then he should have looked different when he had this relationship with Waverly and Winona's mom. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. That is just truly awesome that you were able to speak with Emily on a couple of occasions while you were at Urpalooza. And to find out that, yes, Kate will be back, that is awesome. Let's just hope. Yeah, that insider information. Yeah. (laughs) Let's hope she does get to come and be a little more part of the Scooby gang than she was in this season. So, yeah, that's that's exciting news. Yes, I'm excited to see how that's going to go, just because I was kind of on the fence with her anyway. Right. I mean, I liked how she started to come around, but I, I'm really hoping that it'll change and be even a better dynamic then. Right. If she's back. Yep. As for Waverly and how she was able to burn his face. I don't know because we don't know how the ring got to Bolshar. Since we know it was her father's ring, was he a demon? Was he an angel? Was he a fallen angel? Is it a holy power? Is it some kind of curse? Is it all of the above somehow twisted? Right. I mean, who knows? We have so many different players in the game at this point. Right. And can we really trust anything Bobo says? Right. It could be Julian's and wasn't Bolshar's to begin with, but we just don't know yet. And hopefully they will let us know in the next episode or two. Cause and it could be somebody else's entirely. Yeah. Like, how do we know that it was her father's ring originally? Right. It could be, for all we know, from like the Vatican, you know, and yeah. <laughs> some kind of weird <laughs> trickle down thing. Right. Yeah. And it, it could have been. Oh, the fathers from the way back when all this started with 
Earps. Ah. We saw yeah. them for a while. So who knows, Fred? Once again, thanks for the great feedback and a heads up on more intel on next season. So that's absolutely fantastic. Thanks, Fred. And I'm glad you finally got your package. Yes. That only took forever. Sorry. And, and just so you know, on your wall. Yes. Just so you know, that was signed out here in Chicago at C2E2, but they were here 2017. I've been sitting on that poster right. for the longest time. So congratulations. I'm glad you liked it. And it does look great where it is. Thanks, Fred. Well, what do you guys think about it? Send us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-I at fangirlzone.com. Let us know what you think. You can also go on our webpage, www.fangirlzone.com, to go to our contacts link and hit any of the emails there, the Twitter. There, I think it'll take you right there. Facebook, whatever. Send us a message. Tell us what you think on all of them. Because I know we are not the only ones that are like stressed out with what's happening here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. All right. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangrelas. And I'm Steve. Then you better turn on incognito browsing, because it is NSFW in here. And until next time. <laughs>